Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number eight of Spunk Lake Sports. Austin Schindler, Yast, is joining you here with, of course, Connor and Clown. How you doing, boss? We're doing all right, man. It's, uh, I mean, we're a little bit, little bit off schedule this week. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I'm, usually, I'm, usually you make the recordings I'm, on Tuesday, but I'm, I'm, adju- I'm adjusting to all this. It's new for me, but yeah, we're doing all right, buddy. We're just, you know, kind of hanging out. Weather still sucks up here. It's dark outside all the time now. There's no more fun, but yeah, it, it, we're, we're still living, I guess. How are we holding it down in the whole AZ? Yeah. I mean, pretty good. Had a friend visit, uh, from Wisconsin. He's a big Packer fan, obviously. And I ended up going to the game with him, the Packer Cardinal game, uh, pretty much That's sat a, right. Yeah. I sat right it. behind like the Packer bench and everything. And I was literally pretty much surrounded by Packer fans all night. So I didn't really know what to like actually do with myself because I'm not really a big Cardinals fan. I'm cheering against the Packers, but I'm surrounded by 30 Packer fans who would probably beat the shit out of me. So I was kind of in a (laughs) weird place. (laughs) I was was kind of in a weird place the entire night. I just didn't want to get gang jumped by a bunch of Packers fans for cheering too hard or anything. (laughs) Fair enough. Keep yourself out of trouble. Hey, just like the Vikings game against the Cardinals, it was like the best game ever until the last five seconds when AJ Green decided not to turn his head. Yeah, wanted to run block on a goal line fade. Yeah, that's a it's a great call. I, yeah. I would say that doesn't work at any time, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> hey, bold move, Cotton. That's right. And it ain't gonna pay off for him this time. Just, that was it absolutely did not a disaster. Terrible, I know, especially just knowing uh kind of where the Vikings are right now, right? What the hell just happened? Honestly, Dude. 20 to 16 against the Dallas Cowboys. It's, I don't know what to, I mean, everything we've explained, I guess the last four weeks on this show is like, this is the, the boiling over point, the explosion of the volcano of like true mediocrity. Yeah, no, we're, we're in it. Uh, Minnesota yeah. sports fans that are, that have any Vikings <laughs> fans too. We are, uh, or wherever we didn't want to be, and we were worried about this might be the situation. We are, uh, we're living that circumstance right now. This is the exact, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, worst case scenario could mean a lot of things, but realistically speaking, I think this is about as bad a place as we could have imagined. And uh, yeah, it's a never ending cycle of just ripping your hair out every Sunday at this point is about all we've come down to. And just, I mean, I don't, deflating, I think is maybe the word, but just frustrating too. I think all the same, if you're feeling that, that's, you're watching the same team I am anyway. It's it's been unbearable the last couple of weeks in particular. Just just absolute stupidity at this point. And and yeah, it, it, it's tough. I don't know how you feel about this. I don't want to get running away with this conversation all on my own. I, <laughs> I mean, like let's I mean, let's be honest. Like we we took the high road most weeks. We took the high road and we, we really tried to be positive. We tried fun. to be positive. We tried to do what we could to like make this a fun podcast where there's hope for this Vikings team. But obviously for the last four or five weeks, I mean, since the beginning of the season, honestly, we've been playing down to the competition and that's what it's always has been. And of course at home off the bye week facing the Cowboys with not Dak Prescott, what happens? You get crushed. You get crushed. You by lose the Cooper defense. rush. Sneak, sneaky. Cooper. And an MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah, sneaky. Uh, put your put your Vegas bets down because Cooper Rush and Mike White of the Jets are coming for that. Yeah. Yep. Just, I mean, 
when it all comes down to it, we almost had a fully healthy squad, right? Patrick Peterson was out. That kind of hurt us because guess what? Rashad Breland is very not good at playing the corner. He's brutal. It's, he, oh, think, he, no, he got no, cooked yeah. on too many plays. I really like giving players the benefit of the doubt, but he didn't you know, not get beat. He, he yeah, lost was, every single like, play. He, he, he do never, his, I don't, I don't think he played good defense at any point, to be honest with do you. I don't think he has all year. <laughs> he hasn't done his job really at one single point this year. No. And that's really killing. I mean, obviously the Vikings secondary, right? When we get a couple stops here and there, and then obviously let up a big third down or a big chunk play where it shouldn't have happened or Breland gets cooked on it. And now to add matters worse, Daniil Hunter is out for the season. We're not going to see Again. him. Again. So, all right. All right. So hear me out. Is is this over for Zim? Is it? That it. I, There's, I think, I mean, yes, it is. I, the fan in me wants it to be the end. I, I do think it is. I think when the end, and I was, I've talked to a couple people this week about this. I don't know if we're, we're not amidst, uh, unless the wheels absolutely fall off and we lose the Lions, you know, here in a few weeks. You know, I think that's the beginning of December. The wheels really fall off the bus. Anything like that, you could look at something around that scenario. But other than that, he, he's, chances are he's going to finish the season as the head coach. Yeah. Because I'd, I don't think we have an internal guy we'd really like to throw right. to the interim spot. I don't think we really have that person to do this. I thought about I canning him. We don't anyway. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Thinking. I but thought about, I, I do think it's the end. Yeah. I thought about like the idea of canning a mid season, like it is now just to put a spark under this, under the chest of the Vikings, but no, obviously in football in the NFL, you don't hire externally in the middle of the season. And right. And with the coaching staff we have, I, I'm hoping to God that we don't retain Almost everyone from that coach, at least the at least, think, at least the coordinators at this point, Kubiak, Zim, need to go. We gotta we do have oh, a that's nice those are two worst. Here I mean, there, if you're gonna like, name anybody, absolutely. But like anyone who has like a real opinion or voice on the offense and defense, you, it's time to clean house at this point. Maybe keep keep most of the players that you do have there because it is a really good roster, right? We've talked about a billion this times. This roster is a playoff team. That That's not even a question. This team is as good as the top 15% of the NFC for sure, if not the mm-hmm. top 15% of the NFL. I mean, you can make the playoffs with this with this team. That, that shouldn't even be shocking. That should be an expectation. And the fact that we're sitting here had a chance, you know, if all things went well with the Green Bay game, then obviously we got to take care of business. A lot of hypotheticals there. We could have been just about, what, a game out of first after this weekend. Now, yep. Obviously, the Packers went on to win, whatever. The fact of the matter is we are a long ways away from even contention in our division at this point, and we are a long ways away from being a competitive playoff team. Mm-hmm. And Might sneak I, in there as the seventh spot. Right. Guess and what that means? That means another season plus of Mike Zimmer. And exactly, yeah, you almost stale. don't want it's that. Stale. To it's terribly stale. What's going on right now is stale. Like it's not. It's not working. And it's not working, and it hasn't worked all season. Right. Right. The Vikings started one and seven last season as well. So I mean, really, nothing is right. good that's actually coming from this. I would say, besides just the fact that this has to be the end of Zim's run. Like, even if you make that seven spot in the wild card, you have to realize whether you're Spielman or Ziggy Wolf, you got to really, really look yourself in right. and make a change. And I know this team doesn't really make changes, right? Zimmer, Spielman have been here for eight plus years. It each. takes a lot. It takes, it takes seismic movement. 
so I guess I guess I could ask you here if if Zim's gone, do you do you get rid of Spielman with him? I do. I I just and I and I'm well in all things Minnesota sports when things go wrong, I think I'm maybe some of the more critical voice that maybe we have around here. Not afraid to admit it, but just look at and and we always have said, you know, Spielman's so good in the draft. He's so good here. He's so good there. But it, is he good? I don't think he is. I, I've never really been I mean, on that train, and I'm not trying to get out in front of this, but I've never Mike really Hughes, thought he's been good in particular. Last well, years. Besides Justin Jefferson, is he good? I mean, seriously, that, that's a question I'm Rhodes. genuinely asking. If somebody can show me where, but I, I just don't see it. Like, Biggs, we, I mean, we put a guy in jail the last two years. We have... Yeah, glad me. Just on a, a, an all all pro potentially safety who wouldn't hurt us at all in the back end on defense right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're missing all over the place on these guys. We've drafted a thousand corners in the last four or five years that haven't. I mean, do we have any of them left? I mean, it. No, I guess Mackenzie Alexander came back, but yeah, he came back. He literally right, signed it, with the Bengals and then came back because I. Maybe they're comfortable because the Zim wanted them, right? Yeah, or yeah, just in the nutshell, Zim wanted them, and I think Vikings fans at this point should be asking themselves: uh, This is kind of how I deal with: Should we get rid of this guy or not? Right? It's the same for me for a head coach as a quarterback, and this is a gut feeling. A, you ask: Is this the coach that's going to win a Super Bowl? The box is checked now at this point. Eight seasons. Zimmer, absolutely not. Yeah. Eight seasons, two playoff wins. Second thing, can you rely on this quarterback to win you a Super Bowl? Obviously not. So there's definitely two things that need to get switched up here at the so very So are you least. saying it's Kirk and Zim and not Spielman and Zim? Is that, I'm is saying that for the product, point fingers specific, specifically for the product on the field, Zimmer. Kirk has had a good season, but when you just Obviously, the stats great and everything, but gut, like gut feeling when Vikings fans watch Kirk Cousins, is this guy going to win a Super Bowl or has the or can take you to the Super Bowl based on what we've seen so far? These three plus seasons with him, no, that's just great season so far. But purgatory right now, great season so far. But guess what? If I mean Kirk Cousins ain't winning a Super Bowl if he's losing twenty to sixteen. Versus Cooper Rush off of a bye week in Minnesota. That's not happening. Right. Right. That's not going to get the job done. And literally, for all Vikings fans, we are the most successful franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. Like, we're in the top 10. Probably a, that's probably percent. actually a pretty fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. S- since the merger in, in 61, I think it was, we're top 10 yeah. all time in win percentage. From the first exact season we started, like, we're a successful franchise. And we've done everything besides win the Super Bowl. Honestly, at this point, that's what like our, our sights should be set on. Whatever it takes to get to the Super Bowl, because that's the only thing this franchise hasn't done yet. Well, and I, I mean, obviously, that's like everybody's. You're setting your sights on winning the Super Bowl every year, I think. But Oh, yeah. I mean, for abysmal franchises, like the Lions. Right. Like, they just want to yeah. get the – have That'd a be good more team. I get you. And, and to your point, too, like, I mean – we we've you you mentioned the word stale we haven't changed you know the, this team with case keenum you know so pre-kirk they still had games like this all the time it, it was you know we just barely thing, did just enough because of our defense that those years to win those games. different pieces here and there right 
Exactly. Yeah. So it hasn't changed a lot, even just going back and thinking of all the games and, and the success we maybe had previously, like it's not that different to be honest with you. We're just not winning these games anymore. Cause you know, maybe our defense isn't that good. I think it's probably the defense is where you point to specifically. I think pass coverage, we're just not the same. I mean, that's Dude, not, not boil it, if you're going to boil it down to one exact thing, you know, on the field a, that's changed. It's just, that's it. And yeah, Zimmer like, can't, I don't think Zimmer can adjust to a team that just can't do those things. And that's why we're stuck. That's a, and that's a good way to put it. Actually. It's just a continuous cycle of, Relying on the, hey, defense, the guy, the guy sends a, a blitz on the guy sends a blitz almost every play. If we don't have good corners, that we're going to get torched on so many plays, and that's pretty much is what what's been the Achilles' heel. So kind of like heading into the Ravens now, we got them this week. This time it's in, actually in Baltimore. All right, so big matchup. Like I think I know where I stand on this game. This is going to be Lamar's first start versus the Vikings. By the way, uh, Ravens are five and two now. Absolutely got walloped uh, by the Bengals their last game. So, Klon, do you see any hope coming out of this? Or just I, f- I feel like it's going to be – we're just going to play to their abilities. It's going to be close, and then something is going to go wrong. I think for the next couple of weeks, that's fair to say. And I, and I think – so I circle – the date I'm circling is the pack game on the 21st. For what you just said, we're going to – we're going to play this style of football. We're going, to, we're going to do these things that we do well, keep it close, grind it out. Mm-hmm. Until then, you know, until that pack game on the 21st. So in terms of this Sunday, yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to see something pretty similar. Pretty but similar to the last Of the bottom falling out of this thing fast. And, and by what I mean by that is, you know, if things start to go south, the players are going to start to, you know, they're already asking questions. I know Thielen said something this week in the media about, you know, if you can't do this or that, we shouldn't have these coaches here if we don't have this mentality. Basically calling out the coaching staff just kind of in a roundabout way, which respect. But I, I just think there's a chance the bottom falls out. I, I, The only way to expect it, I think, is we lose a close one. But I could see us getting crushed. You know, I, I think there's yeah. there's a chance of this thing teeter-tottering in the wrong direction, I think, is the way I'm I'm – trying to get to it but it would be the most vikings thing for them to actually pull off a win this week and then uh-huh. really and then really put my brain in a blender at this point because then i just yeah. really don't understand where the hell this team is going i would say the most vikings thing to happen until the packer games we win this week and then oh my gosh do you have the schedule pulled up i don't even know who's after baltimore who do we got after baltimore the chargers? yeah the, the chargers, chargers followed right? by the yep. packers yeah, I see. I could see us beating one of the next two teams, and beating the Packers, and looking impressive. And, looking and then we look like we know what we're doing, and then we lose out, or you know, yep. then we lose the Lions in the beginning of December, and we're right back, you know, to feeling this, and we end up missing the playoffs by a game. It is exactly like how I would sum it up as a Vikings fan. I just don't think that's going to happen anymore, and I know I just kind of talked myself out of it, but because of the fact that this team, I think, is not ready to give up on the coaching staff that's where things are going to change where in the past it's been, well, we're here as a team, you know, it's not the coach's fault. It's not the player's fault, whatever. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. I think now it is it, the, the temperature is definitely warming up towards, you know, cleaning Something's up the coaching gonna staff. going to blow up here pretty soon. Yeah, Something's exactly. Gonna... So a, a couple just... of fluky things to stay competitive might happen here just to keep us pulled in. And then I could see it just falling apart. And that's yeah, kind of I, how I see this season playing out here. But just going forward, I just don't think you can't have this kind of mojo without something changing in terms sometimes, of personnel. And it, it just 
yeah, I, I just don't see it changing. That's the thing without that personnel change somewhere. Sometimes you really do have to move back to move forward. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of what I was getting at there. That's we we really ran into a wall here with Zim. I mean, basically too many clock mismanagements, way too many times. Oh my God. He's the, the worst. And even like thinking about the Diggs situation, obviously Diggs wanted to get out of here, but Zimmer and, and the rest of the Vikings crew, I guess the front office was set on having Delvin as the, the focal point of the offense. Why does there need to be a focal point of the offense? You have Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Stephon Diggs. Like, why does there need to be a focal point of the end? Why does there need to be an emphasis on this? Because you have two absurdly talented wide receivers. Delvin Cook, like, just spread the ball around. Like, you don't need to make anyone well, the focal point of the offense. Like, just like, it, there's too it, many it things that, it, there's too many things that slid under the rug here that I'm honestly starting yeah, to it, it's stuff schematically that we got away with in the past yeah. when we were, when we were good, when we were a playoff team, you know, competing for the division, we'd get away with the stuff with Zimmer because we would still win the games because of our tough, you know, again, go back to the defense. Zim's been one of the worst clock managers in the NFL as a head coach. That's something you've mentioned 100,000 times. A million times. He's been doing it since the first year we got him. We've blown. I've just never understood and this is the exact example I'll use this Sunday night going to halftime with like what 30, 30 40 seconds left. Yep. I remember. You don't get to take your timeouts with you the next half. You have the ball, throw one bomb, you know, run, run the clock down to three, four seconds, call timeout. You're 50, 60 yards out, throw a bomb. Something stupid might happen. Run the dumb play you ran at the end of practice. Now's the time. Yeah. And it, right. it just doesn't, you, you oh my God, you, you, you don't, I, I there's no there's no benefit to saving timeouts there's nothing when you have the ball especially there's no point burn them he never yeah, does burn like sudden, make some make something happen because obviously nothing it's whatever the score was like at going into halftime obviously it was t- 10 to 3 vikings going into halftime so just like do something like if if you get one more score that could swing momentum completely that could really make dallas no, even like, three points there is huge. like it's cooper rush if you scratch like it's it's a quarterback that's been a backup for four years now and if you rattle his confidence just a little bit he could completely fall apart and you could win this game by a lot of points but guess what he we literally let him find a groove and because of that he ended up throwing for 325 yards and two touchdowns in the game and a couple absolute daggers that if his confidence was maybe shaken a little bit, he probably wouldn't have made those throws. Right. And it just, there's so much to be said about putting the pressure on the other team and, and momentum. I don't love to believe in it, but it is something, you know, scoring right before halftime is big. Getting a stop before halftime for the Cowboys in that situation is big. And to make things worse in the second half, we take a, a delay a game penalty for Zim trying to call two timeouts on two consecutive plays. Like, or not consecutive plays, but back-to-back timeouts, excuse me. Back-to-back uh, just, timeouts. Tell me. And then he says in the post-game me, press conference, he, he forgot he called the first one. Buddy, you're the only one on the team that can call timeouts. You're the only, he's the only one, according to Kirk Cousins, that has authority to call timeouts. How, how are we doing that? I mean, that, that, that is not, we're sitting here talking schematically why Zimmer has been a problem. I mean, this is just stuff like that is just, you can find a 12 year old that plays Madden. That's better at that stuff than him. (laughs) 
I'm serious. Oh, it, it's, it's unreal. Two it's time, not that I, hard. Honestly, I think I've maybe seen two timeouts in a row get called three, four. It definitely in doesn't feel like an yeah, entire right. hand. In, in a high school like, game was one of them or something? Yeah. I mean, more than likely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it whatsoever. So now we got to – now we got a high school high school coach in the NFL, eight seasons deep. We didn't even realize it's just not that hard to do stuff like that. Like, or it, it's it's impossible to do stuff incorrectly in that situation. It should be they they put penalties into the NFL for that stuff just because they have to do something because they didn't think somebody was actually dumb enough to do something like no. that. And now here we are. Until and someone doing... was, and then they're like, wow, we got to put it place. In yeah, we should guy. actually like... try to stop that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe unreal. someone actually thought this was a good idea. All right, well, we got to make a rule for this now and actually penalize teams. For being absolutely stupid. Yeah, just God. just unbelievable. I, I'm i done with them. Your... I'm done with Zim. I trying to look at it hard take, dude. the football perspective of how they're going to how they're going to handle this. I don't I don't think it's going to be how I would handle it, but. Here we are. I, I do think the Vikings, it's going to be think handled in the wrong way. So, right. How much more can your heart take? Oh, depending on how Sunday goes, not much. We're we're down to the bottom already. That uh, I've pumped out so much positivity for this show to to keep myself it, it, at least somewhat support. Like not, I, I don't want to say support. Of course, I support the Vikings, but somewhat believing in this that this could still work. And uh, I've, I'm I'm out. I, I'm out of out of belief that unless something changes, you know, Zimmer comes out and throws the ball 45 times on Sunday and we win by 20 oh, or something happening. stupid. I'd be all for it, but it ain't going to happen. I mean, yeah. No, barring is, an it, absolute philosophical change from Mike Zimmer and, and he wakes up and learns how to use timeouts. We're done. This is it. That You're never going to be the team that we expect this roster to be. I mean, I as like dumb as that it, sounds, but and it's, it's just never going to work. And it's sad because seven or eight guy guys on this roster have been with this team like seven plus years. Like it'd be yeah, so. We're high. one of the only teams in the NFL that can say stuff like that, and yeah. <laughs> and we put up worse. the same. We got worse. We same product every single year, and people were actually expecting the Vikings to be low key nice this year. High key, we just suck. Like it's we're just never going to get it done. We're not good. Yeah, we're not good. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you can blow somebody out. It it ain't gonna happen. And we can't. You're not proving it to the spunkler. It's just not it. Like sports guys, since we're, I mean, really high, high tier. You know, you gotta, you gotta earn our respect back, Vikes. You gotta earn our respect back. Yeah, yeah. Well, best football minds in the world. I consider like John Clayton, myself, Chris Berman. You know, I'm right up there. Absolutely. I I would armchair quarterback in me. It's tough, man. This is tough to watch. I'm a first ballot Hall of Fame armchair quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, it's officially. Do we get a jacket? Monthly Sports can officially tell you the Vikings are hard to watch and need to change. Yeah, to sum oh. things up. Well, since we're since we're already kind of fired up after this, so let's hit into a piece of my mind here. Start that off. I don't know if you want to do this, but let's do it. Sounds like you got something that's pissing you off. Oh, I'm ready. I'll go first. Right, I, rip, I don't dude. need you to throw this it to you. me. <laughs> I'm in. So, okay, Halloween obviously this past weekend came and went. And I think you know where I'm going to go with this, ready? Because this is partially going to be thrown at you. So, just to set the stage again, we are sitting here. It is November 3rd today, Wednesday. Currently. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanksgiving is four weeks from tomorrow. 
if you have any sort of Christmas themed anything in your life that is being publicly displayed or even privately, I think you are mentally insane. Or even privately. I I think I I think society's losing it. I think everybody's forgotten the best holiday in is that a the legitimate American calendar. mental illness to be jolly. Well, <laughs> celebrate the better holiday first is my thing. The better holiday? The better American body. holiday is Thanksgiving. For the reasons of football, the doesn't give you food, and I don't need anything else. If you hang out with family or friends, fantastic. Christmas oh, is mean, a long ways away, folks. <laughs> we are four weeks away from Thanksgiving. Put your trees away. I don't. If I see one more Santa hat or something hanging in a store, I'm gonna lose it. For four more weeks, you cannot celebrate Christmas until Thanksgiving is over. That well, is that's that, that is my piece of my mind. <laughs> there is no other argument. Everybody else, just settle down. Put your elf suits away. Put elf away. The movie. Put your hot chocolate away. You got time. The better holiday is coming. Still, first, don't give up hope. Christmas will still show up. Yada yada yada. Sure. All the rest. Your holly jolly cell. Put sure? Mariah Carey back. All, all right. Christmas that's the one thing I can't do. I can't. I can't do all I want for Christmas is you for. Listen, I can't hear that song 700 times in 25 days. Oh, no, you still will. You still will. December 1st, 31. you'll still hear it 100 million times between then and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as well, yeah, like pretty much 30 or 31 days after th- after Thanksgiving, the Christmas music comes on. And the first song that comes that's on, fair. All I Want for Christmas is You. That was really fun in high school. I'm not going to lie. That was a really good song. But, man, boy, I don't know how many <laughs> It's more losing I- its legs on you. <laughs> God bless Mariah Carey, but this that song needs to go. Go go like flow. Well, what needs to go is celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving. That's that's just ridiculous. But I'll leave it at that. I could make a whole one hour podcast on why I'm frustrated about that. But to save everyone else's sanity, Yas, just steer us in another direction here. What are, what are, what are we fired up about? All right. Yeah. So it has been in the sports news the last couple of days. NFL trade deadline just passed uh, today. One of the big names that didn't get traded was Odell Beckham Jr., who seems to be upset, or there seems to be definitely something going Something's on not right. yeah. between him and the organization right now. Right. At the same time, like he hasn't shown up to practice, right? His dad posted videos online of Baker missing him for wide open targets. Like, I get that. But I don't like Odell and or like maybe the Twitter fans of Odell playing a victim card for this guy. Like he's been stuck with Baker Mayfield for so or like Baker Mayfield is just the worst thing ever. Like never throws to him. Like may I remind you that DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans had to play with Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brock Osweiler, Brocktober, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon, and Tom Savage. He played with TJ Yates in a playoff game. Like, I don't understand. I just don't get it. What if if Odell Beckham is really or if if his party is upset that he's not getting the targets, which he's getting six targets a game. He's gotten six targets a game besides the first two or besides two other games, excuse me. 
this guy is like getting the ball thrown to him. Maybe not as, yeah. as enough as it should, or maybe as accurately, but like, you can't just pull a Ben Simmons here, like sit out from practice. Like this is football. Like you can't really just sit out games because that's when things, right. that's when you get legitimately get stripped of like all your money for breaking your contract. Right. So Odell, 1400 yard wide receiver in 2016. I think he's still in that mode that he thinks he's what he was five years ago, but I mean, he hasn't been a wide receiver one for the last two years. He's been hurt quite often. He did have a thousand yard receiving season his first year in Cleveland, but when they, for some reason, when they added his best friend Jarvis Landry, it it went stale. It went like it got worse. They, their offense is honestly looking like the Vikings right now. I guess yeah. probably because Kevin Stefanski's at the helm, former uh, offense stale. Too, offense too much, too much Vikings. <laughs> yeah, too much Vikings on, and they do have Case Keenum too. Now that I think about it, just started that game. Hey, beat the Broncos. That's your boy. Fault. That's your boy. It's not. Your, it's not Case's fault. We love Case. We are a Case Keenum hey, podcast. He won a game for Cleveland. Beat Teddy. Oh, he that's right. That. The better of the two. Showed you who's better. But anyway, not to get off topic, to stay with the Odell thing. Congratulations, Browns. You've gone from competitive to back to the Cleveland Browns in three weeks. So hats yep. off to you. You completely ruined your season already. You're done. <laughs> it's over. Hey, we could be that. We could be the – I mean, I'm, we pretty much – Definitely kind of like, not going to say the Vikings will beat anybody. I mean, we're, but, we're kind of like the Cleveland Browns of the, a, of the NFC, considering how much talent we have and they have, and just like the fact that right. we just can't put it together, a good offensive game plan or a good defensive and offensive game plan in the same week. Like, it's just like, seems like something they can't coordinate. 100%. And, you know, we were sitting here three, four weeks ago saying that the, it might be the Browns versus the Bengals for the NFC North. And it's not looking like that's going to be the case, but mm. I just the whole thing with Odell, like, I mean, you got to realize where you're at, man. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty uh, kind of like the, I guess to put it in perspective for people, kind of like the Vikings, where they're going to run the ball a lot, they're not going to throw that much. I mean, if you don't want to be there, you don't want to be there. But getting excused absence notes from practice by the 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 front office and the coaching staff, what is this eighth grade? Like, I mean, come on, like. Just show up and play, voice your opinions. That's fine, but I mean, what team is going to take it? Just like, like you kind of brought up Ben Simmons. Man. What team like, wants I, Ben I, I, Simmons? What team wants a guy that's just going to sit out when things kind of get tough? You know, the yeah. image you're portraying is just not—it's not good PR, and it's just not good locker room stuff. So, I don't know, man. I mean, it is what it is. It's the Browns. They're—they're they're just chronically a dumpster fire anyway, and I can say that as a Vikings fan and get away with it, but. That's one of the few things we can get away with. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> but I just, yeah, uh, to your point, he, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what he's doing. I mean, where this was, if he didn't like being there eight weeks ago, like apparently he didn't, he should have said something, you know? I mean, and just, keep it internally too, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't need your dad making diss tracks on YouTube and, you know, the low light clips and stuff, whatever. I mean, it, it's it's nonsense. Just just demand a trade. Be a professional. Get out of here. One of them deals. But yeah, just crazy stuff from Cleveland again. Shout out Browns. Yeah, shout out Browns. Nothing's going wrong there. The this is fine, Jif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the classroom is now on fire heavily. Another another team that's kind of on fire. 
as in a dumpster fire or trash can fire. The Houston Astros lost in the World Thank Series. God, shout out, shout yeah, out talk, the garbage cans. Well, let's talk some baseball, huh? Haven't really said All much time. about the playoffs or really the World Series at this uh, at this time, but Atlanta Braves budget cuts. took uh, yeah budget cuts. What do you do? Yeah. Took it. Six games versus the Astros. I spell the Astros with two S's. Definitely kind of a back and forth series. You know, you didn't know which team really had the upper edge because there was only two of the six games that were decided by two runs or less. The rest of them were pretty right. much blowouts. So that was, I mean, just taking a look at it, it was obviously a great series. You never knew who had the upper hand, right? I mean, there after one of the, after game, I can't remember what which one was it, but. When the Astros just poured it on, I think it was like seven. I think it was seven nothing. Well, game two, they they beat the piss out of the Braves. Yeah, that was game at home, and then they did it again in game five. But that's like after the two games, the, the Astros won. Were convincing, like they. Yeah, every single them. every single game they won, they like hammered the Braves doing so, and yeah. that's when I was just like, all right, well this. After each and every game that the Astros hammered them, I was like, man, this like this seems like it. Astros are going to absolutely take it here. And then it just go back and forth the whole time. Braves are yeah, taking the- out, and it was actually really fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Eddie Rosario got himself a ring. Oh, love it for Eddie, man. Love it for Eddie that he did this. Just great, awesome stuff. Great story for Freddie Freeman. 12 seasons with the oh, Atlanta Braves. Love him, too. Had a couple had a couple playoff runs early in his career. Then it really just – I mean, he won an MVP, obviously – but the team itself was not where it should have been. They were bad for a while in in those middle years of his career. Oh, my gosh, were they bad. Then they got Acuna. That really honestly started turning things around. But he tore his ACL. And then the Braves at the deadline bring in Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, the NLCS MVP, and then Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP. Guy can hit a baseball decently hard. Yeah, just a couple times. They were two games, they were below 500 heading into August and 101 games they spent under 500. So, just ridiculous stuff, man. So, if the Braves can do it, <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this yesterday because somebody was kind of talking about twins of the past, you know, the 87 91 teams. The 87 team wasn't particularly good for the twins. We don't, we don't make moves like this at the deadline. We would never trade for four guys. We would never put together a starting outfield plus a DH like that. that that's just not the Twins' MO. So I don't even consider us in the same conversation. We don't have the young pitching the Braves do. No, None, of that, none of that correlates. We don't have a Max Freed. We don't have anything like that. <laughs> but just man. shout out the Braves, man. I, I was pumped for Eddie Rosario and Freddie Freeman right away. But then just seeing a guy like Jock Peterson, who always kind of played like that fourth or fifth, you know, outfield role, never really had a shot. Yep. Adam Duvall, another of, guy. Like, so many dudes on that team that you just, you play Island for. Of, uh, Island of Misfit Toys kind of deal. Yes, a little bit of that vibe, totally. And it was just awesome to see. Like, even Jorge Soler, I mean, since playing for the World Series team with the Cubs, I mean, he, he was such a hot topic prospect coming up and then kind of faded and ended up in Kansas City, for goodness sakes. Like, come on. And... I mean, just, just cool for him to, to set a new path, you know, didn't have to go back to the Cubs or reunite with that whole group or anything for that. And just an awesome team to cheer for. And then to get matched up with the, and, and, you know, I talked to a lot of people who 
are in that generation above us. You know, the people that were young adults or adults already during the 91 World Series, and they kept saying, how can you cheer for the Braves? How can you? You can't like those not guys. The Astros? Come on. And then, you know, they, <laughs> not they, the Astros. they were, show, they were showing the light that they were playing the Astros, and that's changed some things. And yeah. just such a different world Astros. for us. But I just I, – I love it. I love the Braves won the world. Just the fact that they beat the Dodgers, too, with, like, the, arguably the greatest roster to ever live and that whole thing. And the Yankees didn't make it. And, you know, the, just some different faces. I know a lot of the same teams there in the playoffs, but – we almost awesome. had the Blue Jays and Mariners. That right. It, the MLB is in the next couple of years that you could see some turnover, I think. There's some younger teams that are that are kind of heating up a little bit. I do think the Blue Jays are one of them. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I immediately declared it on Twitter last night during the game when Jorge Soler hit his home run that the game was over and the series was over. Just wow. there's there no coming back from that. This guy just about. That's all you if that man. train was parked on the tracks up there, it might have knocked the train into the street. <laughs> that ball was absolutely annihilated. Like that, it was over from the second he made contact right there. So, shout out to the best home runs in the World Series, too. The ones oh. where it's just it, whether it be home or away. Yeah, I would almost make the argument off the, the back, gold ones are like, better. Just absolute, just, just heart stopper. Oh, man. And Freddie Freeman's, too. That That's actually amazing that he actually got one last home run in. I yes. hope the Braves end up just make the guy a lifer at this point. He oh he he's gonna get that money. He's gonna get that money. He has to. Good. Yeah. He's he'll take that hometown discount to stay too for sure. But yeah, he's gonna get that. I would. Why wouldn't you at this point? Went to the world and, and Acuna's coming back next year. So that team's they, only they, gonna get better. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it, they're not? only if gonna they get better. They can retain most of that outfield. I think honestly, I do think a lot of it like is just because they were hot at the time. Like the right. roster, it's like bringing back all these guys for a 160-plus game season. I mean, I'm not sure how that would hold up. Right. wise But, I mean, if sure. – Like, it doesn't matter. As long as you make the playoffs, this team is obviously pretty magical in the playoffs and they can make something that's happen. That's good thing, man. As it's, I mean, that's – I think baseball is the one sport especially where if you get hot, like you can – if you get hot at the right time, that could really guide yourself to a championship. Totally. No, and I, I think that's a great point to hit on. I, and the, I think. Like the, the Brewers came in with the arguably the best pitching staff going into the playoffs. They got crushed by the Braves right away. Yep. So, literally, if you're hot in baseball, you can make it a legitimate run. Yeah, and I think this, this you look at a guy – What was it? Just for example, too, like as, as Twins fans and maybe listeners, too, you – have a little bit more perspective on this like Eddie Rosario is a perfect playoff baseball player can get just lightning rod hot for a month a couple weeks whatever mm. and care you know he didn't necessarily carry them in the world series but through the NLCS like every time stuff he like that. in a play, matter of 10 days was happening the dude can just carry your team offensively at a lot of points can he do that for 162 games to your point? Absolutely not. We've watched him plenty of times, you know, those all for 28 streaks with 18 strikeouts, you know, he has that in him just as much. And he showed some signs of that throughout the playoffs as well, but he's a perfect playoff baseball player. Just let him get hot when he's in, when he's hot, let him hit lead off wherever he needed to be to get at bats and just let him go. So yeah. Yeah. Great story for those guys pumped for the Braves. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. 
but yeah, I mean, just happy the the Houston Asterix didn't didn't get it, and and we're uh, yeah we're on to we're officially looking forward to spring training for the Twins. That's where we're all at now, right? I think that's everybody's feeling after that season. That's that's the takeaway I have. Go Twins, I guess. Uh-huh. Go Twins. There's next, there's, there's next year, right? There's always next year, I guess. Everybody's talking about 2023 though for next year, right? We've already given up hope. I think we're all on the same page there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's cut it. Let's let's cut it off before we get too far. Yeah, let's not let's <laughs> not ruin the, let's not ruin the vibes. <laughs> Halfway through the show, episode eight, Spunk Lake Sports, we'll have some Wolves talk. Currently watching them right now. Let's see what happens. We'll kind of give you live updates. Performance of the week, you betcha, and random Minnesota athlete. So stick around. All right, welcome to the back half of Spunk Lake Sports. Uh, we were pretty fired up that first half, I'm not going to lie. A lot of Vikings talk. Don't want to go back to that, but let's kind of head into another. Let's bring it back here, Klon. Spunktacular performance of the week. Who do you got this week? Oh, we're starting off with me. So I, I'm going to cheat again. I love cheating in these segments. I actually got two. Um, first one. A little bit of a, a little bit of a homer pick. Actually, both of these are, I guess, if you're going to go that way. Um, Russian Jesus, Kirill Kaprizov, first goal of the year last night. Um, overtime winner against Ottawa for us hockey fans out there that uh, paid attention. The Wild didn't play particularly their best game of the season, but showed some signs of uh, improvement. And obviously, Kirill punched home his first one of the 2021 campaign. Off to a great, uh, a decent start, and I'll. I, I mean, the floodgates are open. Kirill's going to gain confidence with this every single day. So run with now that. Wow. Yeah, it's scary hours now. Exactly. It's over for the rest of the NHL. Put that out in public last night on Twitter. So the NHL screwed. Kirill's going to heat up here. Publicly. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. So um, Minnesota Wild head in the right direction. Hopefully at least carry some of this momentum for once. Don't go and blow another game or anything. So things are rolling there. My other spectacular performance of the week, I'm just going to jump in here and get this one out of the way. Quick little shout-out. Uh, St. John's football, D3 here up in Minnesota in Collegeville. Absolutely rolled 81-0 on Saturday St. Glasgow. My brother, Carter, I'm punched sorry, in. I'm sorry, I'm watching Carter, the Wolves right touchdowns. now, What's that? I'm watching the Wolves, by the way. We oh, just- yeah, you, you, if something happens, you let me know. But, <laughs> yeah, Carter, Carter, Huberty, two touchdowns against St. Glasgow, 81 rip. Thanks for coming out, Glasgow. You know, could have played Thanks a JV playing. team. But anyway, shout out to my brother, two touchdowns senior year. Pretty good. Thanks for him. But just wanted to at least throw that in there. Shout out Carter. Uh, good for him to get to do that. Go out senior year on a little bit of a high note. But yeah, so we got those there. Yost, Timberwolves update. Feed us. How much, what are we blowing tonight? What kind of lead? What, so, what, are, we, what are we screwing up? Uh, everything again. We just played. So classic Timberwolves, where, right? Quick update before I get to my performance of the week. Great defense for the first 23 and a half seconds of the shot clock. Then they then they kick it out to the corner. Batum throws up a three, 121-113 Wolves. And we threw it away on the inbound. All right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we're back. Cool. We are back. Yeah. So I, I might have to do some like live streams of me watching these games because people I feel like people would really enjoy watching me pull. Well, we get down to the nitty gritty for sure. I think people would, would very much so like to partake in that. You do, you do like to make this uh, a visual uh, learning experience. You're, you're very uh, demonstrative uh, <laughs> and 
how you react to these things. You don't even necessarily need to have audio or visual of the game to figure out what's going on. But I, man, my, my face can do all the telling for you. Anthony Edwards yeah. just turned it over. Super cool. All right, let me get into my performance of the week, which was actually your performance of the week. So thanks for stealing mine, by the way. We actually this just what happens when you get greedy. Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, well, when I do too, I get you had Carter. That's crazy. No, Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <Just> Carter. <laughs> Saint John. I was actually keeping tabs on the max preps. So, but yeah, Kirill- max prep. That's high school money. <laughs> Keeping track of the Albany game or what? Oh, oh boy. You can use I mean, it. That, that's for his pro tape. That's for his pro tape. It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> He'll use it for his pro tape. It's whatever. But yeah, I got Kirill Kaprizov scored the first goal of the season, got the monkey off his back. Was I was actually watching the game. We we started up 3-1. You asked to actually we, watch the hockey game. That yeah, means something We were up 3-1, completely blew the lead, gave up the lead, tied the game, and then in overtime, Kirill just said, screw it. I'm just gonna end send this. The boys right home. Now. Yeah, send the boys home. Well, so, for yeah. the listeners then. An extra Spunk Lake performance of the week, University of Minnesota football. Shout out PJ Flex, seven year extension through the 2028 season. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, averaging, averaging $5 million annual salary. Uh, Roll ball, baby. We're, never, we're in. Never really understood why people hate him so much. Like, he's the best coach Minnesota has had in like the last, mm, since think, we've been alive. Like, do they? Do I'm not going to lie. And this is, I think, another generational thing. I think the people you hear criticism for for PJ Fleck are all older than PJ Fleck and don't buy into some of the positivity, the continuity of the team. And, you know, you, you hear the sports guys that don't like him, the sports writers around the area that use the rah-rah criticism. I, I think those are people that rip on PJ and that creates that voice of criticism in the state. But I genuinely don't think the majority of people think that. I think PJ yeah, is I was gonna say, pretty like, positively looked at anyway. I would I would hope so. And with each coaching regime with like the Gophers, we have like one or two good seasons, and then the rest are like actually hard to watch. Like we're ranked maybe right. low 20s for one or two seasons. We get a little excited, then it all comes crashing down. I mean, the same thing kind of has right. happened with PJ Fleck, but we've just sure. You can just tell, like, the program. College football in general, but. Yeah. You can just tell the program is just heading in a better direction than it was without P.J. Flag to say. Right. And, I, like, and we are about as hopeless as, as it all goes with, was it Tracy Clays and the Jerry Kill? Yeah. Regime? That, that, that seemed to hit the, hit the water pretty fast. So. I was actually just going to bring that and up. And P.J.'s too, rolling you, the boat for us. Interesting that you, that you, uh that you mentioned the names, but I was just going to say, all you got to look at, I mean, sure. We lost the Bowling green. Yeah. That's not great, but you know, we still have potential this year. I mean, you know, if you're going to find that ray of positivity, but the thing I'm getting at PJ Fleck, his last recruiting class was better than anything. The last three goal for coaches to put together. Yeah. And, like that's and kind of what so I think that's your telling me. sign is we're getting better players and sure these freshmen that are on campus this year aren't going to all step in and be monsters day once so you're not going to see that exact translation but in the next couple of years this football team is going to get better and that's why I think this extension is worth it is I want to see PJ here when these freshmen are now juniors and redshirt juniors and seniors 
this team will be better. It is going to get better than it is right now. There are pieces in place for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You just got to let some of this kind of turn over, and the, these recruiting classes will keep coming in. Not to say this team can't be good this year. I mean, ha- control your own destiny in the, in the division here. Win out, they out go to the Big Ten the championship. Big Ten championship game. But, yeah, I think very deserving for PJ. Yeah. <laughs> Running it 60 times a game, taking a page out of the, the Vikings playbook. They're just going to – Hopefully they're just not another Minnesota team that has a great recruiting class or roster. And then you're just, all right, the pieces are there. Now just do it. And they just don't do it. Right. Yeah. That sounds a lot like another football team we just talked about, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere though. And the thing with college is you got to let your head coaches stick around long enough to see the recruiting classes through. And I think that's right. why it's so important. The golfers are doing this. And I mean, obviously 2028 is a lot, longer than the next four years but you got to give them that security too to keep them here so i think it's a good move i'm excited to see what future recruiting class we can put together and you know not only this year but what the future really holds i think we can be looking at a a pretty successful program here down the road i I definitely think that's possible Mm -hmm. yeah i mean from uh yeah going from gophers as another team that's promising to Another Minnesota team that's promising on the hardwood, but they're currently disappointing. The yeah, Minnesota well, give Timberwolves. us an update for, for us, us people back home, you time yeah. travelers that are listening to this. Yeah, uh, it's 124 to 30, 113 right now. So, Wolves, will, there's about 50 seconds left. Wolves are going to end up three and four on the season. Started out three and one. Dropped two straight, both at home. One to Denver, Orlando. And we are currently losing another home game to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, 124-113. D'Angelo Russell actually out for this game. He's got an ankle injury. I saw Chris Finch was saying that should be short-term this time around. Should be short-term. <laughs> so, like they, Like they said last year. Yeah, like they said last year, and then he had surgery, and then he was out for another six weeks. And now the second-rated defense of the NBA has now given up 124 points to the Clippers without Serge Ibaka, Marcus Morris, and Kawhi Leonard. Wolves, obviously, I I don't know where to go from here now. I guess there's good things. We beat a couple really crappy teams to start the season, a few crappy teams, beat the Bucs. Now we're just there's 75 games left. Yeah. Now we're just, now we're just falling off the trails already. I don't want to push the panic button yet, but (laughs) if you've watched the wolves the past 10 years and watched the way they played these last two games, this is feeling like the same old wolves. And I hope it's not correct. Correct. That's the only vibe I've gotten. They they can't let these, not that the the wins weren't fun, but yeah, like, you can't let these injuries drag your chemistry and like team morale down either. Cause I feel like that's, what's killed us the last couple years. And like, if Delo's out longer than two weeks, just like bear down, win games and act like you want to win games. My God, you, we have the talent. You just win the game. You just, you play to win the game and we just I don't think play to win the game. It's a little like bit, a little bit different than, than like a sport like football basketball is one of those where like especially the nba you've got to be used to playing without some of your star guys on a regular basis just mm-hmm. whether it be the load management or whatever it's a long season these guys ain't gonna play every night 
it's not worth playing them every night. Statistics will say. So I, I mean, yeah, it's not the Clippers are missing Kawhi. Were they supposed to lose tonight? You know, I mean, what what are we, what are we supposed to do? So I, we're supposed to I mean, point fingers and anything. Like it's you just want to win. That's what it, it comes down to. It's that uh, defensively. I mean, I I feel like they're tougher on the perimeter, but you're missing a lot to be tough defensively all the way around the floor right now. And that but does I mean, have a lot to do with the rebounding too. We're severely. Exactly. Rebounding. Right. And that comes with defense, defensive ability down low and everything. I think we're missing some of that. And it's tough. I mean, it's, it's hard to just pick up the pieces with what you got when we're undersized and missing a lot of, you know, big Gap perimeter. Space is already not, in a tough spot. Like Post players to say we're going to get better at defense. You're, you're stuck in a, a tough place, I think with that roster not to say it's not possible but you're, you're trying to do a lot with people that are not prepared or capable of doing it which i think is kind of the tough conversation but we'll see long season a lot of games left for the timberwolves not gonna not gonna ax them off yet it's it's not not time but yeah positivity is very low around here <laughs> I just, space right now uh, it's not good folks it's not good <laughs> things are world. not going swimmingly for our, the household Timberwolves fan right now. It is. It's. It's taking a turn. We're taking a turn just, for the worst. Just when things started to go up, like they come crashing down. Score 150. We the, the Wolves scored 115 points tonight. I think that's their highest scoring game of the season. But back to like that just goes back to the old Wolves. We'll score a lot we'll give up more and by more like 130 points that right. is not just going to get insurmountable just lead. disgustingly terrible for what this team should be and what we've shown the first few games of the season right i mean paul if you watch the game paul george absolutely lost it tonight like he had about seven contested shots in a row he was really on one but seriously this is the Second, this is the second most points the Timberwolves have scored this season compared to 124 against the Houston Rockets, literally yeah, the right. worst yep. team in the league. So lose the game. Yeah, we were there for that. Just, just lost. That was a lot of fun. Just lost 126 to 115. I don't know. Something's you got to literally just hunker down one way or the other, whether that be on defense and offense, or just like stick with defense, keep pushing that. And maybe the shots are going <laughs> to fall one. question mark. Maybe the shots will fall. We have an incredible shooting team. Like Beasley had a terrible start to the season. Nas Reed had a terrible start to the season. Do we Josh, have we just know. You just use the word incredibly like an incredible shooting team. They're not the 2015 warriors. Okay. Okay, I'll 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 kind of. I wouldn't say incredibly when describing talented, the Minnesota Wolves. A talented shooting, shooting team, streaky shooting team, streaky. So not good. So, I mean, when they're on, they're like unstoppable. Cat right, Debo but... and is hitting step backs on dudes. Malik uh, Beasley's Mr. hitting wide Rose open gold glasses three. over here. Patrick Beverly shoots forty percent from three. Like if all these things go right. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the season, if everything happens as it should, they should be winning games. But everything hasn't happened as it should yet. I will say the yeah. yet, just because long season, a lot of games. Just, yet. just because yeah, I don't want to. We aren't even in Thanksgiving. I don't even want to get too sad and too too hard into it. No, don't. It's don't, already don't totally yourself. It's, over it's this. seven games in the season. I could give up now, which would probably be a good idea, but I'm not gonna. 
Not today. Not You're going to talk me back into saying, wait, what are we now? Three and four. So 78 and four. Is that what we're on pace? That's what the math would say. That's what the math would say. Well, Albany and St. Cloud math checks out. That ain't much. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where it ends up. I <laughs> hope we're in the play in tournament. That's it. That, that, that's where my standards are now. It was well, like of, seven or standards. Six. <laughs> oh, God. We're just, we're making deals with the devil at this point, folks. It's, it's turning south. Speaking of making deals with the devil, our, our nice little picks against the spread. Um, you betcha. Speak, we might have to start making more deals with the devil at this point because uh, things aren't going so hot for the home teams here. Illuminati sounds like a great choice at, at this point. <laughs> just take the easy way out. Anyway, let's move on to you betcha here, Yast. Uh, decent weekend for myself. and Not great. Went one and one there. That's Why don't you sum up, you. care to sum up your weekend for us? Just, just give us a quick synopsis of how things went there on that, that forefront. Uh, yeah. So went 0-2 last week. Now 6-5-1, so still still floating, I guess. Crushing if, me. If y'all, remember, if y'all remember, I picked Iowa to cover, and they absolutely blew it. All the logic of me saying bye week, just lost at home, how can you come out flat? Well, they came out even. I agree with everything you said, though. I mean, you weren't the only one. Yeah, I, I thought I made it sound smart, at least. And then for the for the NFL, I picked uh, the Lions, who gave up 40 points uh, to the Eagles. They almost had it. So, nice yeah, they tried hard. They tried hard. Yeah, the effort was there again. They almost bit kneecaps off for Dan Campbell. They almost had it. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I guess what I took away from it, Iowa is total frauds. They're we the, the Gophers might actually have a chance at beating them. They're ranked lower than the Gophers now. Shout out. And for the Lions, I'm I think they might go in 0 and 16. They're bad, <laughs> if man. They could, if, they, if they could win this game or even make it competitive, I'm not sure if they're gonna win a game this year. Think about the Lions that makes it better is it's a 17 game season this year. So they could go, they could be the first team to go 0 and 17. Hmm. That would be first, legit. The first team start. to go 0 and 16 and 17. And 17. <laughs> what a what a run. <laughs> We could oh, be, you can boy. be a Vikings fan. You can be a Timberwolves fan. You can be a Twins fan. You can be a Wild fan. But at least you're not a Lions fan. That is something I, I was told by a couple of listeners the past couple of weeks when we did our power rankings of worst sports, worst sports franchises. We completely missed the Lions. Oh, did we? We started that whole com- we started that whole conversation on the Lions. We were actually both watching that game. I think it's and because said we should we were... really make fun of the Lions. Yeah, and then well, we totally we were... forgot to. We were going back and forth on the power rankings. So if we did our like individual like top, they were both they were in each of our top fives. Yeah, yeah, they were each of our top five, but they just I guess it just didn't get set on the official. They're they're like they're they're somewhere above one. They're that fractional number between one and zero. One point above one, but (laughs) unbelievable. Yeah, they're brutal, man. But yeah, Yeah, okay. Let's let's let's. Do we want me to summarize myself here from last week, or do you want to go into your picks right away? Dude, get after it. Let's let's see. What okay, you got yeah. This. Well, I'll, I'll summarize here. Um, finally, I actually want to pick for a change. So, in the in uh, the college world, I took Michigan State. Uh, they were actually underdogs, four and a half, um, at home against Michigan. I knew Harbaugh didn't have it in him to, to actually finish one out there. Too big of a game. I knew so it. Michigan State Too actually uh, got finally got me a win again. Um, shifting over to the NFL world. Uh, 
apparently the Bucs don't like playing the Saints in New Orleans. I don't know what happened there, especially a, 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 a team missing Jameis Winston for part of the game, too. Uh, Bucks were five-point favorites there, just lost outright. Actually kind of got beat down a little bit there. So took the loss there. Um, I guess I'll just start with the picture. We'll go back to you to finish it out. But um, looking at this weekend, I'm going to stay with the hot hand. Michigan State actually at Purdue, only three-point favorites there. Purdue's like, I don't think Purdue is good. Fights. They put yeah, up fights, though. I, right. It's going to be a Big Ten gritty, game. I mean, it's going to be a gritty in the trenches Big Ten football game. Correct. I just think Michigan and their running game just unstoppable. First one out with all four limbs wins. <laughs> Basically, as long as, yeah, the street fight style. <laughs> um, Michigan State to cover three points there, so I'll take them by uh, four or more. Yeah, I like um, they're on the road there in Purdue. But shifting over to Sunday, going with my Super Bowl pick, Rams at – at home against the Titans, the Derek Henry list Titans. Um, I I don't I don't I don't even know if AP is going to play it. They haven't really said much about that yet. Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson, I love you. Um, but if you're listening, Adrian. Rams, we love you. Yeah, you have exactly. So Rams seven and a half point favorites at home against the Titans. I'm gonna take the Rams there by eight or more. Um, just think that's just gonna be a bloodbath. I don't think. The, Ram- the Titans offense is going to be able to keep up, especially with they're talking about Von Miller, potentially the new uh, trade acquisition playing for the Rams on Sunday. That the Super Bowl pick looking pretty good for the Titans. I'm going to take the Rams. Just stick with that Super Bowl pick. Keep backing myself up. But yeah, you asked, what, what are we feeling for some picks this weekend? Try to get back on that high horse. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I went 0-2 last week. That's not good. Not chill. Super not chill at all. So this week. <laughs> Welcome to the world of picking. Yeah, in the in the NFL, the Cardinals were one AJ Green head turn away from being undefeated still. They're only one point favorites over San Fran in San Fran. So I'm definitely gonna take the Cardinals with this one. I know they just lost uh, uh Watt not too long ago. That was just last week, honestly. So kind of dealing and recovering from that loss or like letting it settle in. I think they'll come out firing a lot more, especially against the San Fran team who had basically has Jimmy G on it and right. Debo Samuel and a really good defense. Really and, good defense. And what that tells me is a 14 point Cardinals win in a nutshell. Jimmy G is just not that guy. And the Cardinals are going to, no. they're a really good team. They're good enough to bounce back at any point. Rebound I'll game say, right here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then heading over to yep. college. So this is, this is something I haven't mentioned on the podcast yet. But what I'm doing here is I'm taking Georgia Tech to cover the 10.5-point spread over Miami. For those who don't know. Got to go where the heart lays. (laughs) I'm an irrationally large Georgia Tech football fan for no reason. If you want to hear the backstory, I think it was I was playing like NCAA 03 or something when I was just a little. Mascot game. Yeah, mascot game. I thought thought Buzz, the Georgia Tech mascot, was the funniest-looking fucking mascot i've ever seen and then i've just ridden with them ever since before calvin johnson so not a bandwagon i started that bandwagon it's not uh, all attest it's not it's an og thing <laughs> so basically at this I'm, point i think it's almost some other things maybe not og yeah, but pro- yeah, probably some sort of mental illness at this point <laughs> but hey, at least you're a fantasy at least you believe in something <laughs> But basically, I'm taking I'm taking Georgia Tech to cover just because Miami has a tendency to fall off 
during the season. They just beat Pitt, who's a good team. I'm going to just assume they're riding that high and into this week. And Georgia Tech does have a tendency to upset other teams as well. I wouldn't even call when this stuff is just completely irrelevant. Yeah. But at the same time, Miami had the la- their last three games have bes- been decided by three points or less. So mm-hmm. I'm taking Georgia Tech to keep her close at least. And, you know, I'd love to see a, a buzz buzz win. You can't, you Pleasant. can't deny, can't deny passion folks. And I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that's a bad pick. So we'll let you arrive with that. Never forget when you when they beat Dak Prescott in the Orange Bowl. One of the better Can't times. Can't move that dumb. Do have the Vikings? I will never be. I will never forget that. That's one thing I can hold true to my heart. Hang the banners, folks. Hang the banners. Georgia Tech did it. <laughs> they are that team. We are, yeah, pretty much. Well, let's round <laughs> up the show here. Obviously, round it out with random Minnesota athlete of the week. I know I got a real good one. What about you, Klon? I'll lead us off just because I wish this guy was playing for us on Sunday. Um, former Viking, longtime Viking, actually. Antoine Winfield Sr., uh, oh. junior, is now playing for the Buccaneers, uh, former golfer. Antoine Winfield Sr., Minnesota Viking, 2004 to 2012. Um, and his time with the Vikings, uh, you Best just. tackling uh, corner ever. Right. Yeah, you, you might not remember nine. a lot of high-flying highlights of a cornerback on defense. This is maybe sometimes just something that doesn't come with the, the glamour of football. But Antoine Winfield in his time with the Vikings have recorded 729 tackles and 21 interceptions. One of the best tackling corners, like you said, Yost, of all time. Somebody actually positionally the Vikings desperately could use right now. But just remember, always having him just a cornerstone of watching games as a kid, and even growing up, like you, you just knew he was out there somewhere. So he never gave up the big play either. Never that's ever also gave a good up way to play. play. Never then, got well, beat. Like beat. wasn't be- best in corner coverage specifically. Right. But oh, definitely, made, yeah, definitely not the, the tackle, person that you pick. He didn't get pass interferences, and he never gave up yep. big plays. Correct. And as a Vikings fan, that's really honestly all you can ask for. And he tries right. hard. Yeah, a lot of teams would just love a good tackling corner. And yeah, he was he was just afraid tough to get for his us for there. a long time. But yeah, shout out to Antoine Winfield. Hope wish we had your kid in purple, but you know, yeah. times are tough. Anyway, get me off that horse. Yas, uh what are, what are we who are we remembering this week? Who who strikes a chord? In remembrance of a household a household name for twins fans in the nineties and two thousands. Another Minnesota lifer I found out, just like uh, Jim the Flying Saucer, Klein Saucer. Jim the Flying Saucer. <laughs> this I love time, that one. That's such yeah, a great name. Shout out Donnie for that one. Thank you. Thank you for only coming up with the wittiest of names. <laughs> Gotta love it. Anyway, sorry for getting you sidetracked yes, here. Yes, so, twins pitcher. If you watch the Twins when or in those 90s and 2000s era, you'll definitely know the name Brad Radke. What a guy. Model I think that might honestly the forum of consistency. And I think he might have been the first twin I ever like knew in my life. Like for some <laughs> reason, Brad Radke is like the first twin I think of when people mention the Minnesota Twins. 12 seasons with the twins and only the twins. Didn't go anywhere after. Another Minnesota lifer. I'm not Didn't need to. <laughs> obviously nothing crazy, like a 422. Career ERA, 148 wins, 139 losses. Nothing special, really. <laughs> but he was he's just always on the bump. Rock solid. He was, 
he was always he was just on the bump for 10 plus years and if you're if you're a minnesota athlete for 10 plus years you're a legend in anyone's heart whether you're like you just have to love minnesota yeah at that same time the fans just love you because even if you're like a guy like Jim Kleinsauce who shows up once every four games with a reception, you remember that that guy's still on your team. And once he's gone, you're like, dude, where'd he go? Like Brad Radke's retiring. Damn, that sucks. I fucking love Brad Radke. (laughs) 37 complete games, 10 shutouts, six complete games in 2001. So I love that guy. Definitely an OG twin for me definitely one of the first guys i ever remember totally for sure i think well even that six six complete games in 2001 that that is such an underrated stat nowadays like you just don't appreciate what that means anymore i don't think is the world of baseball just doesn't see that oh god this could be another piece of my mind i just what happened to the decorum and letting your starter just just mow down like, where's the decorum, yeah. man? It's so much more fun to see the same guy in for all nine innings, like actually trying to accomplish something besides the win. Like, that's a big personal milestone to do in the MLB. I just hate that they don't let pitchers do that anymore, especially right. in the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a whole other conversation we could have. Maybe a yeah. spring training special here coming up spring in training. a few months. But, yeah, I totally get, I totally get you. A very undervalued thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that pretty much rounds out uh, episode eight for Spunk Lake Sports here. So once again, thank you for listening. Please, please, please share this with anyone and anyone that you know that can uh, that would also enjoy suffering with us along this ride that we call Minnesota Sports. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know the drill. Klon, got anything else, sir? Yeah, I mean, actually nothing to, to take with you maybe, but to Yas Pointer guys, or just to listeners in general, like if there's anything you want to hear us talk about on the show, we're open books here. Like if you have suggestions to stuff, you have things you might want to, you know, want us to mention or something to hit on, or you want opinions of what we think. Our show is yours. Go ahead show. and reach out. You know, we're we're all for it. We're always trying to figure out what people want to hear. So if you have something that generates some sort of momentum or some sort of passion for you or people you know. Let us know. We're we're ready to talk about it. We probably at least have some sort of idea what we, where we could run with it. Uh, but yeah, we we we're always looking for input. I love hearing things that people tell me. Yeah, outside of the show, you know, on weekends or wherever we end up running into people, I love hearing that people are listening. Love hearing that they have ideas. Let us have it. I'm all ears at all times. So really appreciate the support we've had already and what we continue to get. Yeah, it's only uphill from here, especially for Minnesota sports. But for the boys at <laughs> for the boys at Spunk Lake Sports, again, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you back for episode nine, almost on double digits. So stay tuned. We'll have more.